This episode right here is going to be a quick and general raw overview of what we teach here at Call of Financial for people trying to learn how to best handle their money. This is what we use to get people to that end goal that they envision for themselves, whether that is getting out of debt or building a nest egg for retirement or setting up their kids for college, whatever that end goal is. To keep it simple, we like to say three simple steps because everything comes in threes. These steps will get you to that main end goal you have for yourself, but they will also accomplish some other goals, like giving you peace of mind, which peace of mind means that you aren't worried about your bills getting paid every month. You aren't worried about something going wrong and you being broke. You aren't worried about being embarrassed about finances. You have peace of mind because you have control. Another important goal that it helps you to accomplish is financial confidence. You are confident enough that people can't get you to fall for get-rich-quick schemes that just take your money. Granted, you are able to listen and understand a good deal or offer when you see one, but you're confident enough to not feel like you're missing out or have to jump on opportunities that are actually just scams. Another goal that this accomplishes is having a plan. All along the way of working with the financial coach, you have a plan. That plan changes and it grows with you, but you have a plan the entire time. That plan is going to be realistic, you know where it's going to take you, and you stick with it for that reason. So in a very raw and oversimplified version of what's going to happen, these are the steps. Step one is freedom, which means a freedom of breaking the restraints that money puts on your life. This freedom doesn't mean that you can go out and do whatever you want. It doesn't mean you're rich. It's a lot more simple than that. This freedom is just the freedom to take back a lot of the control over your life that money has because you're not 100% tied down to that money anymore. This is where I'm talking about you don't have a car payment to worry about. You don't have credit cards that you have to worry about paying. You don't have old school debts that you're stuck with. All these things keep you from enjoying a portion of the money that you make in your income on things that you enjoy doing in life. I know we've all been invited somewhere and wanted to go, but looked at our wallet and saw it tell us no. You don't have any of that restraint anymore because you're debt free. Your income is yours again. Isn't that a great feeling? So if you make $3,000 a month, you get to keep $3,000 a month and choose exactly where you want to spend it. You still have bills to pay. You have your mortgage, your lights, your phone bill, things like that. But those are things that you want to pay. You don't have anything that you're stuck with because you're now in that debt. Now, there is a big debate on whether you should actually pay off all of your debts or if you should focus on investing instead. Without going into a long, in-depth discussion, which I will do later on another episode, the best answer that I see is to pay down your debts first because that freedom is something that you can't put a price on. It just opens you up to way more opportunities. Step two of the plan is to have savings and protection. This one is important because you want to focus on paying your debts before you really focus hard on savings. You want to go ahead and get funds set aside for emergencies. That one is important because the number one reason for bankruptcies are medical bills. The number two reason is a job loss. Number three is bad credit usage. For example, like your car payment being too high, you having too much credit card debt or furniture debt, things like that. Just bad usage of your credit worthiness. Number four is a divorce. And number five is an unexpected casualty, like a tree falling on your house that isn't covered by insurance. Now, all these things are terrible things that are unlikely to happen to any one specific person, but they can all be prevented by having funds to cover emergencies. So it's important to have some cash in case something goes wrong. It's always good to give yourself that cushion. So then if your car breaks down or your refrigerator breaks, you're not in a huge scramble. 
You're not forced to take out credit card debt and pay those high interest rates back to the bank because you are prepared. The other part is protection, which is different for everyone because it all depends on the person. But the protection part is something that kind of gets mixed in with the first step. It just kind of depends on what that protection is and where that person is financially. For example, you want to make sure that you are protected with your car insurance. That is an important step and something that should not be pushed aside for later. You want to make sure that your insurance is good and will adequately cover you if something actually goes wrong. There's so many cases of cars financially ruining people's lives, being that someone can get into an accident and their entire financial situation can be in ruins that fast. It's a balance of not going overboard and getting the max coverage for everything, but also not being so underinsured that you could ruin your life by one bad decision on the road. Another important protection that should not be put on hold is life insurance. If you contribute to a household financially and people depend on your income to live, you want to have life insurance, especially if you are the breadwinner of the household. It's very important that you set the people that financially depend on you up for success. There are a lot of important steps that you want to put into place in any good financial plan as far as protection goes. These are just an example of a couple that should not be put on pause. Another important piece to savings is that you want to have a little bit of cash cushion for opportunities. I've had to explain why having some cash for opportunities is important. Here are a couple of real life examples that might help make it make sense. One example is if you're trying to buy a car. You may be able to find a deal or use your cash as leverage to be able to get a better price and deal on that car. Another example that's relevant to me because I'm the one who lived it is a house that I bought. It was a really hot market. Houses were coming on one second and off the next second. I found a house that I really liked and I was able to get it $10,000 cheaper than the next highest bidder. I was able to beat out tens of other bids that were much higher than mine because I had cash to show that seller that I was serious. Cash is so much more valuable to a seller than a pre-approval letter for financing because so many things can fall through with financing. But if you're able to have cash and say, hey, I'm serious about buying this, people are willing to sell you things cheaper because they know you're actually serious and will be able to buy it. So it's important to be able to have some type of opportunity fund. The third and final step is growth. This is the part where you get to see all of your hard work really start to pay off. This is where you are not worried month to month about your bills. You are financially at ease with your situation. You are good to go and good to grow. This is where you get to invest. And I know investing still sounds scary to some people. I promise it is not scary at all when you are in this situation to be able to invest. It's fun. You get to pick what you want to invest in and you get to grow with causes you believe in. If you really believe in Elon Musk and Tesla EV cars taking over the marketplace, you get to invest with that and watch it grow. If you really believe in solar energy or if you really believe in renewable energy sources as a whole, you get to invest in that market and watch it grow. Or you can just generally invest in the market as a whole and watch it grow. Either way, it's fun. It's really fun, especially when you're doing well. When you're doing not so well, it's not as much fun, but if you understand what's going on, you know exactly how to handle those situations and ride it out comfortably. Another great part about being in the growth stage is that you get to give away money to causes that you believe in. This is when you get to donate to charity. You get to do this because you're in a position to where all of your money isn't going to bills. You have money that's growing. You have a certain amount of money that you want to use to support other people and other organizations. It's fun, especially when you get to contribute to organizations that you also get to participate in or events that you can do that you can see your support actually helping other people out in real life. It's great. 
Like I said, this is a very oversimplified version of the steps. It's very general. The steps are different for everyone in everyone's situation. Even to people in the exact same situation. Say you're working the same jobs, you have the exact same debts, the same goals. The steps could still be different for you because you may have a different comfort level or different risk tolerance than someone. So it's important to understand that it's different for everyone. However, with that being said, these would be the general simplified steps. These steps will be going into an ebook that will be available soon for free that will go into much more detail about some of these topics. When the ebook comes out, I will share how to get it on the podcast. It's just another piece of free content that we want to give out to people looking to better their financial situation. There's so much information out there, so much good information, but there's also bad information. So when we can put some more good information out there, we will. Hopefully this helps someone out there. Please share it with anyone else that it may help. Again, if you need any extra help, you can always reach out to CollarFinancial.com or email coach at CollarFinancial.com. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Collar Financial Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the channel if you enjoyed the show. See you next time.